that that weekend was so you know i was so just dialed in i knew i knew I, you know i was the i think i was the i was the fifth seed coming in and i i was just i just felt good the whole the whole week we can endure anything and adapt and pivot and change wrestling gave us that ability i would say nothing in life has impacted me more than the things wrestling has taught me in terms of self-reflection resilience toughness some guys have it some guys don't adversity 100 percent. how to pick myself up and be a man after i failed and everything that has shaped my life and where i'm at today would not be there without the values and basically the the lessons I've learned through the sport of wrestling. For me, wrestling saved my life because it, it allowed me to focus and channel my energy. We're fortunate if you wrestled because if you wrestled, natural talent helps, but it's, it's 5% of the ingredient. It pales in comparison to heart and technique and effort. It humbled me, taught me humility. Nothing can hit, humble you more than wrestling. I think it's the learning to adapt, right? You learn, you learn how to adapt, you learn how to solve problems. You know, if I look back at my time I spent wrestling, if it gave me one thing more than anything else, it's mental toughness. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Wrestling Changed My Life podcast presented by Spartan Combat. This is your host, Ryan Warner. Our guest today is Jared Freyer. He's the associate head coach at Virginia Tech. Love this conversation. I can't wait for you to hear it. Fan of the week goes to a recent Apple podcast review left by Joel Graber. Five-star review. The guests are always top shelf and the, excuse me, the guests are always top shelf and the insights are great for seasoned and new wrestling folks. Joel Graber, thank you so much for the review. We greatly appreciate it. And if you want to support this podcast, please support our sponsor, Spartan Combat. Spartan Combat is now taking custom team apparel orders for this upcoming wrestling season. So if you need custom warm-ups, shirts, shorts, singlets, go to SpartanCombat.com and place your custom team apparel order. And that's it, folks. Let's give it up for the great Jared Freyer. Jared Freyer, welcome to the podcast. Great to be here, Ryan. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited, man. We were just chatting about the uh, the worlds this week, man. What'd you think watching the guys out there? Man, they were uh, they went out there ready to go, confident, and uh, kind of let it fly. We scored. I think there was something like I think I saw the point spread was like four hundred to ninety seven or something like that. So uh, to go out there and do that at the World Championships is, is pretty exciting, and, and we have some serious horsepower. So I'm excited for the future, and the present is pretty damn good as as we go. So. Yeah, and were you at the twenty one Worlds in Oslo last year? I was. I was with James out there. So. Um, you know, heart, heartbroken for him. Cause I, cause you know, he just wrestled Zane, not, you know, four months ago, five months ago and, and control that match. But, but to see Zane go out there and, and get a, uh, a silver was, was pretty cool. Yeah. It's just crazy to think that that's not a wait for the Olympics. I, uh, I mean, everyone knows it, but like, man, you see a weekend like this where everyone's so good. And then you think about guys coming down or coming up, it's like, man, it breaks your heart. Yeah. Just, you know, the, the difference between 163 and 189 for, you know, is that having, what it is? Yeah. Well, between, yeah, between Burroughs and, and Taylor, you know, that, or, or excuse me, between Dake and, and Taylor um, yeah. and not have a weight in between is, is kind of silly, but you know, it is, it is what it is. is right. Yeah. yeah, man. Well, you, uh, you know, if we go back to your career, you had a, 
a really you know long career both you know collegiately but then also on the international scene um you know take us through life before oklahoma for you where'd you grow up and you know, when's your dream of wrestling start well, my, my dad was a, uh, a high school wrestler and, and wrestled in college at Ball State, um, was, was injured, I think, the first year there and, and uh, got to meet a, a buddy of his on the wrestling team at Ball State. And uh, he wanted to, he, his whole lifelong dream was to go to Miami and, and coach wrestling in Miami. So he ended up in Miami with his best friend and, uh, and then brought my wife, or excuse me, my mother <laughs> from, from Ball State down there and, and uh, started coaching high school wrestling, um, was in, was in Miami, um, through kind of the, the Scarface era, the, the, the house got robbed in like 1980 during like the Cuban boat lift. I was two. No. Oh yeah. And, uh, he uh, moved to Tampa and that's kind of where they've been at since, since then. So, um, he was a high school wrestling coach, had a, had a great, great, uh, career as a high school coach, um, was my coach, um, until he pushed me off to a, to a club coach, but, um, but yeah, that's where it all began. And, and my love for it, he, he made me kind of play different sports. I, I swam and dove for a while and was, was a football player. And, um, but yeah, wrestling was my, my passion. And, and, uh, here we are. Who was your club coach? A guy by the name of Glenn Goodman. He was a couple time U S national team member. Um, he wrestled Oklahoma. I think, you know, he would tell you he, he partied too much in college and <laughs> flunked out. But then, I mean, he was, he was number two, number three behind John Smith and, and Brad Pender. It's like 25 and 36 kind of through his career. He wrestled up until about, I think 88 is when he retired. So um, great coach, great guy for me to, for, for to mentor me at that time when I was about a freshman, sophomore in high school and um, was, is a serious um, attribute to my success. Hey, that name sounds familiar. And maybe Dustin Denunzio. Yes. He was, same, he was Okay. Same coach, same coach. I worked out with Dustin, um, you know, when I was young and uh, Dustin came and did a gap year at Harvard and, and, it was great, you know, because I was a senior in high school. He was doing a gap year at Harvard um, in between, I believe, his sophomore and junior years. And he was bringing in Kerry Colott, Sonny Abbey, you know, all these legends to come and work out with him. And, and I got to, you know, kind of jump on his on his coattails and, and work out with those guys. So extremely blessed to have that situation, especially that that time in my career when Florida wrestling wasn't wasn't great. And I, I needed partners and, uh, you know, definitely propelled me to, to some college um, success. What was Cole at like back in those days, man? Man, he was he was a wild man. It was it was <laughs> it was great, man. He was in his prime, and man, he was choking me. And he was, you know, he was always one of my him and Kendall Cross were kind of my my I guess heroes growing up. And um, so to have him come down and work out with us, I think one of the first days he got there, he got super sunburnt, and it was like spring break time. And um, yeah, and I think he was out for a workout or two, and he wasn't real happy about that, but. But uh, yeah, man, just, just awesome. Awesome. Being around Dustin, uh, Glenn Goodman, and, and then having, having those guys come down to work out was, was pretty cool. Man, every workout story I hear about Colette, it's just that his intensity level was like 20 out of 10. Like the guy was just relentless. No doubt. And to be able to pick his brain at that, you know, when I was a high school kid and he was, and that, that had to have been, um, like 95, 96. So after, just after he was winning, winning NCAA titles and, and being in the world finals. And, um, so, so pretty neat, pretty neat deal for me to be able to pick his brain. And then I think something like eight years later, he came back out of retirement. I wrestled him one of his first matches back. So, wow. So is that how you ended up in Tampa with the striker job? Cause you're just yeah, from that area. I'm, I'm from that area. I had buddies still working down there and, and, uh, um, yeah, ended up going back home and, and really the only time those three years, uh, where my, where my kids had grandparents, you know, right around the corner and, and 
um, family nearby. So it was, it was a great three years, much needed. And, and uh, I'm blessed to have that, that, you know, have that opportunity to go home and, and now be back into my passion. Yeah. No, Paul Glenn's a good friend of mine. He's a, he's a striker guy. Uh, gets yeah. a lot of the Iowa guys into the, into the sales thing. So, and I'm in sales myself. I was going to ask you, like, how did your, uh, like, what was your experience like in sales? Like, was it, what was the transition like? Well, uh, you know, I was lucky enough to be kind of thrown in, um, with some, with some pretty experienced guys that had some, had some, uh, great relationships with some, with some, um, neurosurgeons and orthopedic surgeons. And I was, I was thrown into the spine game. So, I kind of got thrown in the top of the food chain, which I was, you know, obviously excited about. Um, you know, I'm not, I had my weekends. Those, those, those surgeons don't, don't put uh, surgeries on, on the weekends or on Fridays. So um, kind of something, you know, totally out the box. I, I remember it was something like two or three weeks after I, I had left Oklahoma. And the next thing I know, I was in a, I was in a, uh, a, uh, like an OR. I was in the OR. Yeah. For, for, a, for a big spine case. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I had no idea how I was going to react. And over the three years, I saw plenty of kids that were, you know, whether they're med students or, or someone that wanted to get into the, into the uh, industry, you know, would go down, you know, the smells and the sights, you're just, you don't know until you know. And man, it was, it was something to be seen and uh, to be in a three or four hour spine surgery where they're kind of filleted open and people are putting screws and, and rods in. it's, it's a, uh, it was intense and um, it was great. Uh, you know, I can't, I, I can't put a value on, on what kind of experience it was. And, um, just was, was happy to be around family and, and working with great people. And, um, yeah, it was, it was awesome. It was awesome. And, you know, I, it's a lot easier for me to sell Virginia tech to a 17, 18 year old than to go and uh, cold call a, a, a brain surgeon. Um, <laughs> but, uh, the sales part was, was, was definitely that the hardest part, um, going in there and, and, and doing the stuff in the OR was, was, was pretty awesome. Um, so, but, uh, but yeah, the cold calls were not my forte. Well, dude, I, I, um, I'm in tech sales, but the medical device sales world, they're known as working insane hours, but it's crazy to think that for you, you were getting more time back by not coaching. Cause you had the weekends free. I mean, how many weekends a year is a college coach gone? <laughs> like two. Yeah. <laughs> and I think in three years, you know, working, working, uh, and working for striker, it was, I think I was in there one time, you know, it was a, it was a kind of a, someone got got an infection and they had to take everything out, you know, right, right, right away. So it was, you know, I got open on a Sunday morning or something like that. So, um, but yeah, it was great. Uh, we were on the, we were right in Tampa Bay. I was on the water, you know, it was, it was, it was nice, but and how does the, the game. Yeah. And like, how does it change your, you know, after you've managed a territory in the sales world, how did it change your, your approach to recruiting, if any, you know, once you got back into it, you know, really, especially now being able to find outside things to talk about, um, when it comes to wrestling. And that's, you know, that's what sales is, right. Is, is figuring out something that you get, you you have a common interest in with, with whoever that, that person is. And, and, you know, it can't be, you know, what you're selling 24 seven. It's, it's, uh, you know, you got to find that common bond. And, and right now with recruiting being really a year longer than it has been five years from now, where we could, we could only start talking to a kid July going to their senior year, it's July, their junior year. Now, you know, you got to find other things that, that you can bond over besides, you know, double legs and single legs. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, being able to find that and, you know, these kids on their social media, it's, it's pretty easy to access what, what they love to do and, and then kind of go from there and, and uh, hopefully there's something there that, that, that fits your institution. And um, yeah, so it's, it's been great. And um, I think that was a big thing for me is finding those. It's tough to do when, you know, these guys are graduating from med school and, and trying to figure <laughs> out what they like to do besides, uh, 
you know, cut people open. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say that because man, like I, I cannot handle blood. And like the fact that those guys are in there as a sales rep in the OR, I just, I couldn't even believe it when they first told me that. Um, it's, not, it's unreal. And the, the sights weren't, weren't the bad part. It was the smell. I mean, the really? cauterizing of skin and that, it's just that, that's oh. what really threw me off the first couple months. So, you know, Tyler Clark, right? You yes. remember him from yeah, Iowa? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So I grew up with him and okay. he was a, he was a stud, but he's a rep at striker and has been uh, for a long time. He does. He's probably one of their best reps, but uh, I think he was at Iowa battling Ramos for the spot when you were at Iowa. Right. Right. Yeah. All those guys, Nate Moore, Matt McDonough. Yeah. That was a little, little weight you right there, dude, for real. Now, when you got the call by uh coach Roby to come to Virginia tech, wh- you know, what was your reaction? Um, it was wild because my wife literally a week week earlier had said, man, it's been three years. I, I just feel like something's coming. Something's telling me that something's coming. And um, I remember it was a late night in the OR. I, I was driving home at like 10 o'clock and I had a voicemail and I you know, didn't know the number. Um, and then it was, it was Coach Roby. And um, so we had a quick talking and kind of went over, you know, the pros and cons and gave him a call back and, you know, pretty much came to the point where it was time to make a visit see what it was all about. And, 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 um, my wife and I went up there and we bonded really well with, with, with Tony and Jen, his wife. And, uh, man, it was, it was a done deal pretty quick. It was pretty much what was nice is the week is two weeks before we were here for spring break. Cause my sister and brother-in-law lived in DC. And so they had cousins. So to sell my, my two girls on moving to, you know, moving away from the grandparents, they knew that their cousins and their, their aunt and uncle were up here. So, um, made it, made it pretty easy transition. So, uh, yeah, five five years now going on our sixth year, so it's been Did quick. You, you must have been so excited day one coming from the business world back to coaching. I was, I really was. It was, you know, I, I didn't hate what I was doing. You know, don't get me wrong. Um, you know, I wasn't looking to make a change, and it was totally out of the out of the blue getting a, getting a phone call from him. I had a couple couple kids that had I had a little club that I did on Sundays that ended up coming up here to school. And uh, I think one of their dads had kind of mentioned something to Roby. He's like, just, man, if, if you can't, if you can't find anybody, give him a shout, you know, and he's, he's, he, he um, you know, isn't looking to get out, but you, know, you never know. And uh, so that was kind of the end. I, you know, shout out to, to Mr. Nordstrom um, <laughs> for, for putting that bug in, in Roby's ear. And um, yeah, man, I, I, I run to work every day. It's, it's a, uh, it's a, you know, something that I, I really enjoy doing and, and love working with the kids and, and, uh, the, you know, the staff is, is what it's all about. The synergy of the staff right now is, is pretty awesome with, with Cody Brewer and, and Jared hot. Um, so, so we're fired up. Yeah. And you guys have an awesome schedule this year. I mean, some of the teams you wrestle on, it's like, um, what is it? You got Cornell, you got, uh, Missouri, so um, we, go, we go out to Stanford, Ohio state, uh, Ohio state. Yeah. Dude, and, like, and obviously wow. ACC schedule. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we try to get these guys battle tested and, you know, we're probably going to lose a, you know, a, a duel or two, but, but uh, you know, it's all about those three days in March. And I think um, in the, in the, you know, past, I was doing that, doing some stats for some recruits yesterday and we've, we've been top 11, nine out of the 10 years. So um, we do our best wrestling back, you know, those three days in March. And that's where we're, um, you know, that's what we're looking for. Yeah. No, it's crazy because on Friday I interviewed Kevin Dresser and he, you know, really re- kind of rebuilt Virginia Tech. And then just before this, I was talking to Lou Roselli and he's at Oklahoma and, you know, that's at your alma mater. And so it's kind of full circle to have, you know, have you on now. And um, and it, th- just the last thing before we move on from the striker piece during that three years, were you ever like 
really missing it where you were like looking to for a coaching job or you were pretty content not even considering getting back out? No, I, I never, I never did. And, and I really never, I guess it was pretty funny. Cause I, right when I decided I was going to get out, it was, you know, it was Monday or it was January or February. Um, going to that last year, I think it was 2013. Um, literally, I think West Virginia opened. I think a couple other schools had opened. I think it, I think Zeke had just taken the Arizona State job, maybe. Um, so literally the first week I got back to Florida, there was phone call after phone call. And I was just like, man, I'd already I can't, can't do this to my wife. I can't do it to um the people that I that I um took the job with down here. Um, you know, thanks, but no thanks. And, it, and it, you know, for me to to turn down some of the jobs I was turning down was um, and some of the money I was turning down, it was just like, what am I doing? I can't believe I could have made that kind of money. But, but my, my word is, is, um, you know, what, all I got. And, uh, it, it, you know, it, it, it is wow. what, it, what it is. And, and, and that was probably the only time I was like, wow, what, what did I just do? Um, but the three years at no point that I, you know, I had, I had a really good little Sunday thing going. Um, we were so we were literally getting ready to put down a, a down payment on a space to start my own club down there, actually get out of sales and start my own club down there um, um, with a kid named Nick Buzakis and his father. <laughs> we were getting ready to start a, start a club in Tampa. Um, but yeah, then I got the call from Roby and kind of everything put, put a brakes on and, and uh, yeah, it, it was kind of wild. I, I never at no time in those three years, I was so fired up to, you know, sit back, drink beer and watch NCAA wrestling and, and uh, have my weekends to watch college football and not be at a game, you know, entertaining everyone. So yeah. Uh, yeah. It was, it so, was pretty wild. So did you leave Oklahoma because of the pay or is it just, you were just a little burnout? Yeah. I was just a, you know, just a little burnout. I, you know, I kind of jumped the job, um, out of Wisconsin. Cause it was, I always, I always thought it was my dream job to, to be the head assistant at, at, at my alma mater. And, uh, you know, just didn't, just didn't work out that way. And, and, uh, it was time to time to move on and, and, you know, I didn't know that getting out of college wrestling was what I, what I wanted to do, but it was, it was a way out, um, you know, without kind of skipping a beat for, for my family. Yeah. And, and it was, it was, and it ended up being a, a, a strong blessing I and mean, being, being home with my, my parents and having my girls have grandparents and, and just that time of life where, you know, the kids are four and five, three, four and five years old. It's a, uh, you know, it's a time you need help and it's, yeah. it's a big part of their development. And, and I think it just, it just worked out that way. So. Um, so yeah, it wasn't, I wasn't per se, I was, I, it was time to move on, but I wasn't trying to get out. There's no reason I was getting out. Um, it was just time. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's uh, cause I was looking at your resume and I think about any college coach or even any pro coach, wrestling, football, anything, their family, their wife, their kids, they go through a lot with all the moves. I mean, I never moved once in my whole life, you know, and I look at, you know, you, you had your, I think it was your first kid at the Olympics, uh, at so 2012 ish, uh, maybe before then, but I mean, they, you know, th that's a whole family experience every time you get a new coaching job, you know, and, and you guys moved a decent amount. It is, it, it is, uh, you know, kudos to, to my wife. She's, she's definitely the rock of the rock of the family. And, uh, you know, like I said, this is, this is the longest we've been anywhere, um, in our marriage and our kids' lives. So, um, Blacksburg's a special place for us, you know, it would take a lot to, to get us out of here. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, those first couple of years, I mean, we, we got married. Um, I was at the training center, just taking ready to take a job at, at Iowa. And then uh, we were at Iowa for like about nine months, took a job at Wisconsin. And then, you know, every move was, was, was moving up the, the, the chain of command, but, but uh, um, yeah, you know, 
for a lot for the the biggest time in 2008, I was getting out of wrestling. I was going to um, coach coach high school wrestling in Florida, and uh, I took a uh, kind of a permanent sub job. And I got a phone call, or I skyped my wife in 2008 when I was with Mark or Doug Schwab uh, the Olympics, and I said Tom Brands offered me a job. You know, I don't want to go to Iowa, but it's something that I needed to tell you. And she said, "Well, let me pray about it." And like a day and a half later, day and a half later, we're in, no. I'm, in, I'm, I'm in a skyscraper in Beijing. And she's like, I think we got to take the Iowa job. And now we're back into wrestling. You know, I never make an Olympic team if I don't go to Iowa. And Tom Brand says, what are you doing? Why are you retired? Just go start wrestling again. And I, so, that, yeah, so just so many um, wild circumstances. And um, it's, it's uh, yeah, it's just a wrestling. This whole wrestling has changed my life. It's changed my life in more ways than I can even fathom so well, well plus metcalf was your nemesis in 2012 and he's the guy at iowa when you get there it's like it's crazy true. and then so, you know that's that's why tom said you know i'm wrestling you know i'm a strength and conditioning coach so and they take that seriously in iowa i, I wore my tennis shoes to practice every day i couldn't you know during the hawkeye wrestling club practice I would, I would obviously wrestle but um you know i'm wrestling with schwab who's uh who's still competing in 2009 and and metcalf obviously winning ncaa titles and uh He's, he said, he told me, I remember the, the day he said it, he's like, what are you doing? I, and I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, you're, you're killing me. Not you're killing these guys. Well, I kind of maybe kill those guys, but he said, you're killing these guys. Why, why, why aren't you wrestling? And I said, I don't know. He's like, well, you're going to wrestle. And I was like, all right. So I showed up. At the this, is Tom Brands this, saying is Tom, this? this is Tom Brands in, in February. I think I, he pushed me to wrestle in the U S open. I took fifth or sixth in the U S open, um, you know, two months after just, you know, let's all right, let's wrestle. And then, and then I end up losing to uh, Paulson in the 2009 world team trials in the finals. So, and to, to kind of take people on a little bit of the, the backdrop of this. So 2002 runner up at Oklahoma, right. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you're, you're on the scene, you know, you're making, you know, us national team, never, never cracked the top one, but you're battling in the 2008, where were you living before the 2008 Olympics? The, the OTC? Yeah. So just to, you know, even back up from there, I went yeah. to, after, after graduating, I spent a year at Oklahoma, just training. I was, you know, kind of almost a personal coach with, with T on where, um, able to work out with him every day, him and Leitner and, um, got a call from Dustin Nunzio saying, Hey, the Harvard job's open. You know, we'd like to bring you out. And, um, you know, he was in the business where he, he was getting his MBA at MIT or something. I don't know, but he's very involved with the program. And so I went out there and, um, Jesse Jansen's on the team. I just wrestled him in the quarterfinals of the NCAA tournament. Um, pretty bad dude in, in his own right. So I had a good workout partner. I was like, let's do it. So from 2003, 2006, I was at Harvard three years. We had a great run, Coach Weiss and myself, and um, had a, we had some really good teams, good individual talent. Jesse Jansen won the NCAA, NCAA tournament, um, three or four uh, All-Americans. Then I said, Jesse's gone. I need to focus on my training, just focus on my training. And I was doing good. You know, I was two, three, the whole time I was at Harvard, went to the training center, you know, and growing up, I was never an Iowa fan, but Terry Brands was there. And there was always, I always lost the Iowa guy. I always <laughs> lost the Iowa guy. I was the better technician. I would be winning. Lose that guy. So I was like, I gotta, I gotta get to the bottom of this. So I'm going to go, go, go train under Terry Brands. Um, so when do you move out there? I moved out there in 2006. So I'm there for two years. Two, 2006 2008 um i guess it was probably a year and a half anyhow um how me, brutal are those workouts they were brutal they were <laughs> brutal 
And I, you know, and I probably did my worst wrestling those years because that's all I had to do was focus on wrestling. And that's not me. I got too much. I need, I, I need other things going on, you know, whether it's being a dad, coaching, recruiting, um, for me to do my, do my best at, at whatever I'm doing. So, uh, but I learned a lot about myself. I learned, you know, what it took to, to, to be, you know, mentally ready to, to be the guy that, you know, just go to, go to deep waters, be able to swim when somebody's trying to drag you deep waters. And, and that happens a lot in this sport. Um, and then my wife, who was a gymnast in Oklahoma is from Colorado Springs. She had moved back to Colorado Springs. Didn't, we never stayed in touch 2007 while I'm out there, we reconnect fireworks and it's over. So, so, so I didn't rest very good, but I learned how to compete and be the best version of myself. And then also reconnect with my wife. And, um, so yeah. And then to 2008, um, I didn't, I didn't have a great Olympic trials. Um, I, uh, I had beaten Cole lot in 2003 or four. And then he retired and I think he came back. I can't remember. I think I lost a Colot. In 08? Yeah, I think I lost a Colot. I'm pretty sure it's like, it's such a blur. 08 was such a weird trials because he had the other sports there. Like it was like the worst of the rules. It was just a weird time. It was a weird time. Yeah. And then you had, you know, you guys like Lincoln, Lincoln McRae came. It was just like, it was silly. It was, it was great. And freaking Doug Schwab wrestled his butt off like he, like he always does and, and ran to the gauntlet and, and made the team. And um, I was, since I was a, being coached by Terry at the time at the training center. Um, he wanted me as the, the alternate or the, you know, the training partner. And so I was in Beijing for two weeks and then that's the whole Tom brand saga. Terry was going back to coach at Iowa. Tom asked me to be the strength conditioning coach. And my wife said, we got to go to Iowa. I was like, all right. Let's wow. Iowa. So, cause that's right. When um, Henry Cejudo's living out there as a young kid, right? Yep. 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 So yeah, it was me, Henry, um, Lee Fullhart. Mako, um, Fichetti, there was, it was, a, it was a strong crew that was running around that the training center. Mola wall was out there. Um, so really good, really good, strong group. We had a group, you know, we traveled the world, man. I was, I was traveling nonstop. Probably one of the reasons I didn't wasn't as successful. Cause I was, I was doing a lot more traveling just cause I was there. Um, Where'd you go? Man, it was Iran, Russia, um, yeah, Russia multiple times. And, and it was, I remember going, we, they talk about these double tours. I went on a quad tour where I was in, in two different places in, in Siberia and then back to Moscow, then down to Southern Russia. Um, and then, then over to Iran, we stayed in Dubai for a little bit and train. It was so just, wow. just pretty cool. Just pretty cool. You know, cool time in my life where, you know, I was getting paid to, to just wrestle and, and travel the world and, you know, unfortunately, I wasn't doing my best wrestling. Um, I think I was second in 2007 and then whatever I took at the trials in eight, um, which wasn't good. Um, so. so so before you went to Beijing in like the summer of 08, though, you're thinking, all right, I'm going to be a high school teacher, I'm going to be a coach and put down some roots. And so that's the plan that you take off for China. Then your missus gets a phone call <laughs> when you're over there. And that was uh, basically change your whole career trajectory. Yeah, the, the bags were packed to the training center. Everything was loaded literally two or three days after I got back. I was heading, heading to Florida. She was finishing up, um, closing up some things in Colorado and then she was going to meet me down there. And then, uh, yeah, after this couple of Skype calls about the Iowa city job, um, yeah, we were heading to, we were heading to, to Hawkeye country. So that's where it all that, you know, this whole college wrestling thing got back into, into play. And then my wrestling career jumped back on, on track and, um, eventually making that team in 2012. 
So when you finally got to Iowa and you're inside the dark layer of the evil empires, they say, and I'm a, mm -hmm. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Hawk fan myself. So I don't really think that, but you know, a lot of people say that and you know, those, you know, that, that time when Terry was at the OTC, you hear a lot of stories about how crazy it was in terms of like him hiding in trees potentially and giving guy like running in the snow, risking injury, but just a lot of crazy stuff you hear from that time. How, different was Tom than, than Terry, just from your experiences working around them during that year or pretty um, similar. Yeah, very similar. You know, I, th I think, you know, Tom is, you know, he definitely is the, you know, the guy that, that oversees everything. And, and, um, where Terry is a, you know, he's a specific guy coach. I mean, when he, when he, you know, when we were at the training center, he was, you know, it was all about getting in our minds and, and making us tougher. And, you know, he would, you know, he would go to bat for you. I mean, he is, you know, with some of those, some of those videos where they're following him and he's, you know, shoving Tolly Thompson out of the way. I mean, that wasn't, <laughs> that wasn't fake. You know, he's a, he, he's going to, he's going to take care of his guys and, and, and go to bat every time and, and fight tooth or nail. Um, and then Tom is, is just a, uh, you know, kind of overseer of the program. So, you know, he's going to be the, the, the father that takes care of everybody. And, um, you know, and I think, you know, does a, does a good job. So, um, you know, it, it, totally different, um, in some aspects, but very similar in, 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 in a few. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was, it was a great, it was a great opportunity. All the stories are all true. Um, he, he was, he was, a, he was fun to be, be coached by, um, you know, when I, when I left the program, he kind of, you know, cut ties all, you know, which was, you know, it is what it is, but, but, you know, we were, we still, we still get Christmas cards and send Christmas cards to Tom Brands and, um, you know, we'll you? Always, always be a friend and, um, you know, a mentor, I guess. And so, yeah. Wow. So, so you get there and then do you have a relationship with Metcalf before you get there? Before I get to Iowa? No, no, not at all. Um, so is he was, just coming on at this time? He is. Well, yeah, he's just coming back from his, so he's kind of full circle again. Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech. Yeah. So, <laughs> So yeah, he, he had come to Iowa city from Virginia tech. And I think that was the year after he kind of couldn't do anything for a year. Right. So he was coming back, fired up. He spent a year just training and, and, you know, almost a day, I guess the second red shirt um, pretty much. Um, but so he was, he was spitting fire and, and wrestling hard and um, you know, I was his coach. So it was like, you know, the dude is, he's just like, you know, you see, I mean, he, he would do anything that I asked him to. And, um, you know, to be able to help him in any, any way I could technique wise. And, and, you know, I was a strength and conditioning coach and I was putting those guys to lifts every single day, you know, him and Slayton and, um, you know, all those guys, that whole group, Keddie, um, gosh, it was, a, it was a great, you know, McDonough was, you know, a nut job just wanting to work out every second of the day. So it was, it was an awesome group to be a part of and, and a great time to be there in those, those, those nine months. And, um, so it was, it was fun. And, and Metcalf was, was the leader of all. Yeah. I mean, there was so much hype around him when he, he came out finally. And I mean, Slayton was like the biggest 133 pounder I can remember. I mean, he was massive. And then, uh, and then you go to Wisconsin, work with another stud from that era, Andrew Howe and, and Donnie Pritzloff, I'm sure. Um, what, what was that experience like? It, it was great, man. Madison's an awesome town, easy, easy sell. Um, I kind of, they kind of gave me the recruiting, um, 
for that, it was just, it was just fun, man. It was, we had, we got some great recruits um, when we were there. Um, the guy working with Andrew Howe and Rochelle and Branvold and Rudd. And I mean, it was just, it was a great, you know, we, I think we were eight and 10 dual meet wise. And then we took fourth in the country. So it was, it was, wow. uh, it, it was, it was really cool. You know, I'd always wanted to work with Donnie Pitzloff. Um, we were good friends um, throughout our years on, on team USA and then being able to work with him on staff. Um, we became, you know, really, really tight. So um, it, it was, it was a dream come true, work with some studs, great, great city to recruit to great school. Yeah. Um, it was, it was, it was a fun, I think we were there two and a half years and, and my first, first daughter was born in Madison. So um, that's where kind of the whole family life began. And, and uh, so, yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty cool. It's a great town. And yeah. uh, how did becoming a parent impact the way you looked at competition and like wins and losses? Um, you know, more, I guess, more opportunity driven, um, especially my, my oldest has down syndrome. Um, she's a, she's a spitfire, just an, an awesome gal. Um, uh, but there's gonna be a lot of opportunities that, that she will, she will not have, and she'll never have. Um, and for me, especially at that time in my career where, um, you know, I would lose my mind over, you know, getting, feeling like I got screwed over or, or you know, whatever, whatever the case may be, whether it was wrestling or coaching, um, you know, for her to get those type of opportunities or for me to get those opportunities and, and feel like I was cheated or robbed, um, had nothing to do with the process of becoming a better man and a uh, better coach and a better wrestler. So, um, that her, you know, going through that whole, um, you know, her, the, the pregnancy finding out, um, early, um, was just a, it was, a, it was a, you know, a heartbreaking scenario, one where you had to kind of go through the process of kind of like the grieving a little bit and then and moving on and then figuring out, man, this is, this is going to be a wonderful blessing in, in, in my life and, and learning about Down syndrome, learning about kids that are, um, you know, have disabilities and just the joys that, that come along with it. Um, and then, you know, the opportunities that, that, you know, my younger daughter has now and, and, and yeah. I have that, that I can't take for granted. Did you know before your first daughter was born the condition? We did. We went through that that process, and and it's it's funny. I remember Donnie and I leaving Alex Derringer's house, and she calls, and we're getting on the interstate, and he pulls over, and she tells me, and it was just like it's just such a every so many so many of those little things that are just so vivid in your mind and where you're at, and what. Um, but but yeah, it was it was wow. So you didn't you, you just found out over a phone call, and you're leaving. Yeah, yeah. So and we would you know Alex was. I think two or three hours down the road. So um, I was going to be home soon, but she had just gotten her, gotten the results. And, and, uh, you know, it was, it was, it's a, it's a pretty, it was a pretty wild time, especially with our first, first daughter. And, um, you know, the questions that you, you don't know and, you know, don't realize the, the community of, of people that are, are surrounding you and just the love and support. And then, you know, the, the community of, of families with children with Down syndrome, it's just like, it's pretty, pretty wild. So, um, yeah, it's a, uh, so it's like a whole, you have like the wrestling circle, then you have this other kind of support group of parents who are going through the same thing. That's interesting. hundred percent. And then my wife is such an advocate for her and um, does such a great job, you know, when I can't be there. And um, so, yeah, she's, she's my best friend. The dressing room's her favorite place. I just was, she, we were up in the dressing room last night and, and one of the guys was like, this is like Disney world for her. And so I'm like, yeah, it is. So wow, that's awesome. Yeah. So she's 11 years old and, and doing great. And just, just starting sixth grade. So. Um, life is good in Blacksburg and Chloe is a happy girl. That's good, man. Yeah. Glad to hear that. How long after uh, your first daughter's birth until the 2012 trials? 
she is January 2012. So that was 2011. She was, I guess, a year and a half. Um, wow. A year and a half when the trials, yeah, when the trials came around in April of 2012. Did you so, take 2011 uh, off? I did. I did. I, uh, that was after 2010 Metcalf finals. It was just, like you said, it was a bad era of wrestling. There's a lot of ball grabs and high crotches. And, you know, so, <laughs> so yeah, I lost in three to Metcalf. There's only two matches I ever lost to him. And, uh, and I just, I just needed a refresh. I needed it to, to get out of the sport and, 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 you know, just coach and, um, you know, the competitive side I needed. And I, you know, I kind of always knew I was going to come back, but you know, I still didn't, uh, you know, the door wasn't closed, but it was, it was pretty closed. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, after Chloe and, and being around her for a couple months, I was just like, what am I doing? I, I got this opportunity and, and, you know, she would die for this in, in, in 20 years. So, um, so strapped him back on and, and, uh, yeah, it was great. Who was your coach taking you to the trials? Like who was in your corner for that? Um, Michael Leitner and, uh, Jamil Kelly, Jamil Kelly was one of my, you know, he, he, the, the, the run he went on in 2004, um, I think I was, I was fourth that year. Um, and he had, he had beaten Lawrence in 2004 and just, we became really good friends. You know, he was always a cowboy, but, but for me and him, we still, we still talk, you know, every week. And, uh, and even though that he's at, he's at UNC now, so technically a rival, but, but, uh, still just a great, great friend, great, great man, great technician, um, and always brought the best out of me. So, um, so it's Leitner, him and, and, and Pritzloff were kind of my guys and, and, and still are. So, man, and that, and you just, you, as you mentioned all these guys, it just reminds me 65 kg has, and will always be in my opinion, the toughest weight class. I mean, look at that Jamil, his run to even make the team in Oh three, the amount of guys he knocks off. Then he goes and gets a medal. It's like, it's 65 is just so deep. Even this weekend watching, it's like, you got Haji, you got the Cuban, you got, um, Bajrang, you know, it's like, man, there's so many good guys at 65. I'm sure it's been that way for a long, long time. And the random Iranian wins it, right? He went right. One of the- <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was, uh, it's, yeah, it's always been, always been awesome. And just think of, we, you know, Jamil and I, you know, and we always, you know, ha- we do, we go down the, uh, what our dads, how our dads used to talk back in the day, back in the day, you know, and I think it was the 2003 open, there were something like 32 NCAA titles in the weight class. And it was just, it was just my, it was mind boggling. I mean, there's th- 32 NCAA titles, you know, him and I weren't one of them. And, uh, but, but just to see, you know, the amount of experience and, you know, that was, that was like doing McElravey and, um, you know, all the bills at it, the list was, you know, just ridiculous. Um, the, the terror pallies and list yeah. goes on and on. So, and then in 2006, Bill Zadick kind of comes from nowhere, quote unquote, and he wins the world title. And he was like, you know, maybe fifth or fourth, I think, either the year before or in 04. It's like, yeah, that, that's how deep. I mean, again, you got Jamil getting sick at the Olympics. Bill being a world champ two years later. I mean, that's where you you were still in the mix in 06, I'm sure. Right. When, when yeah, Bill, I lost I lost a bill in the finals. Well, really? OK. <laughs> yeah, I lost a bill. I lost a bill. Leitner lost to Mike. So we both went over to China as like the alternates and. Um, yeah, hung out in China for two weeks. So it was, it's, uh, it's crazy that, uh, Zadek connection. Cause I vividly remember when Percival upset Zadek at the, at the nationals in Oh two, I think in Albany, cause yeah. the ESPN was following them that year. And I lived in the quad cities, like an hour from Iowa city. And so when they released the season, um, on ESPN and Zadek lost, like, I'll never forget like his dad, like in his mom, it, 
it was intense. And, uh, you know, looking back now, I'm like, oh, shit, oh, two, you beat Percival in the semis to yeah. go to the finals. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Wild, man. It's pretty wild. And, you know, I've known Mike since we were six years old. You know, we go to every single AAU tournament. We're in the finals every year wrestling. So we, we wrestled when I think we were like six. And then when we were like 29 at the New York AC tournament. So it's <laughs> pretty wild. Wow. I just want to hit on one more thing from your competitive career. Then we'll, we'll focus on a kind of current events here with, with Virginia tech. When you're at the, the trials in 12, you're at Carver. The house, it might as well be the house of Metcalf at that point. The guy was really big and you come into that. You're in the tunnel. Like, where are you thinking, you know, five minutes out from that match? Are you someone who's like, has a set routine or are you just trying to stay empty mind? Uh, I, I have a pretty set routine. Um, you know, that, that weekend was so, you know, I was so just dialed in. I knew, I knew, you know, I was the, I think I was the, I was the fifth seed um, coming in. And I, I was just, I just felt good the whole, the whole week. Again, it was no, I just knew that I was, this was, this was my path. This was the plan. Um, and I uh, just stayed, stayed focused and, and in the moment. So, um, you know, going out there, you know, Metcalf was, I think it was the two seed. I think Tion, I'd wrestled Tion in the semifinals. Um, he was the one seed. He, he had beaten him the year before. Um, but, uh, but yeah, going out there, it was, it was fun. Cause I, I knew those hallways I you know, I had, you know, there's, they had done some renovations, but, but for the most part, I, I knew the fans, I knew, um, knew what I was getting into. I'd wrestled Brent so many times practice room, um, in the competition arena. So I knew what was coming. Um, and I knew I just had to, had to stay focused and wrestle and, and be willing to, to lay it on the line when it was needed. Um, and I had great, great training. I knew, um, I, I, you know, I was healthy. So yeah, it was, it was a very calming feeling. Um, I, I don't know what it, what it was or, um, what it meant, but, but if I had that my whole career, I, I don't know, I would have been really hard to beat. And, and it was just a lot of, a lot of prayer, a lot of, you know, visualization throughout those, those couple of years leading up to it. And I think all those losses and, um, and it built up to built me to, to the man I am today. And, and at that moment, it built me into the wrestler that that wasn't going to lose that night. So um, it, it was awesome. You know, Brent's, you know, the, the, the competitor of all competitors and um, just a uh, it, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool to do that, do it in that arena, um, especially in front of a packed house like it was. And Yeah. Uh, so you were big on visualization during those years? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was 33 years old, so it's, you know, I had to do something. It was just going to be my my uh keen smile and good look <laughs> but uh no it was it was you know a lot of visualization you know uh terry was big on that um at the training center and we did a lot of that um you know seeing yourself you know journaling all that all that good stuff so um you know i'd seen it a million times especially in carver hawkeye i'd experienced some big time duels so i, I knew the, the environment i was going into and and you know i knew who i knew it was going to be i you know there's there was no doubt in my mind i was going to be wrestling Britt metcalf um, you know, that night in the finals, of the trials. And would you visualize like just kind of randomly when you were driving or would you take like 10, 20 minutes and like do it like a routine every day? Yeah. After, after practice, I'd go find a corner in, in the restroom and do it, do it in the, in the practice room. So, um, I remember doing that in the corner at Oklahoma and, and, uh, you know, it was, it was something that, that I did. It was routine, something that, that whether it was a, a cardio workout or wrestling workout, um, I went and saw two or three matches every single day. Wow, man. So you'd seen it so many times mm -hmm. and now you're working with, with this new crop of young specimens. You got Mickey Lewis and Andonian, like, man, 
he took out my guy Gomez, but man, that was a, he's an awesome, he's just so fun to watch, man. I mean, what's it been like watching him develop over the years? It's, it's pretty special. He's, he's, he's one of my, one of my guys and, you know, that, uh, he just, he, you know, especially it's, it's just to see this, I would say, so his sophomore year probably had the, all the talent to, to do just as well as he did last year. Um, but just wasn't, you know, mentally wasn't bought into how successful he could be. Um, never felt like he did the work outside the room to be able to be great on the biggest stage. Um, but to just see, see the jump of him knowing how good he was, the NCAA tournament in St. Louis to the NCAA tournament of, um, where was it last year? Detroit. Detroit. And, uh, you know, he, he knew that, you know, just like I was talking about the, the Olympic trials, he knew that he was supposed to be in that moment. Um, and, you know, we all knew that, but unless you believe it as, as, as the competitor, um, it's, it's hard to, to make those jumps. So, um, so yeah, man, him, him being around him since his, you know, he came in here as a 17 year old, didn't turn 18 till his, till the second semester of his, of his, uh, wow. freshman, freshman year. Um, he's a, he's a young guy and, um, just to see the jumps that he's made, you know, in, in his life, um, you know, he, a lot of times in his life, he, he, his life is like how he wrestles. It's all over the place. So <laughs> to get him to really focus and, you know, it takes some, it takes some leading and, and, uh, he is all about being led and, and that's, you know, that takes some, some big, uh, um, responsibility on, on his part. And, uh, so it's, it's been fun doing that, you know, same thing with Makai Lewis, you know, it's so fun to see him as a true freshman and where he is now. I mean, just, uh, his, his life is a, is a whole different life and, um, the way he's driven and focused and how well he's done in the classroom and, um, you know, on the, on the wrestling mat and, and his life in general, it's just, it's been, it's, it's, it's so cool to see. And, um, you know, I think these guys are, you know, made the right decisions to come here and, and in that part, us being able to keep them individualized and, and, and lead them and um, just, just become great men. And, and uh, we're just excited, excited about that part. And there's a, you know, there's a whole bunch of guys behind them that are, they're looking to do the same type of things. Yeah. And it's like, man, you look at those guys and how deep your team is and you're just the strength of the ACC. And then you know, the, the recruiting advantage of Blacksburg, I heard it's just an amazing place. Like it's like super unique. It is. It's a, it's a great place. We're right in the, right in the Appalachian mountains, um, you know, got all kinds of cool hikes and stuff around us, you know, world, world-class fishing, um, musky and, and smallmouth bass. And then, uh, you know, the, the athletic department is, is a big deal. You know, it's fun to have, we've, we'll have three different, three sets of recruits these last three weekends. So we're into our kind of last group coming up Thursday night for the West Virginia, West Virginia game. So, um, kind of got this down pat and just being able to show these guys what, it, what it is, our new, our new facilities that we, that we have going on in our dining halls and dorms and wrestling facilities. Um, it's neat. You know, the resources we have here are second to none. Um, they, the, the department believes in us, takes care of us. And, uh, you know, we just want to keep building this and, uh, into the monster should be. And I think we're right there, um, pushing yeah. to the, to the next level, you know, top 10 isn't, isn't what we want anymore. You know, we want, we want to regret trophies every single year. And did you guys, you said your new facilities, did you guys just get a new locker room, a new, uh, an updated to the room? What, we what did, we did a bunch, a bunch of renovations in our lounges, um, coaches' offices, um, our locker rooms, um, the, the boys and, and the coaches, and then mm-hmm. a new, new recovery center with a bunch of cold baths and sauna and all that good stuff. So, um, and nice. our, we got a brand new dining hall right next door, which is just student athletes. So pretty, pretty sweet setup. And, and, um, especially during college football season, this time of year, where the, the, the league is starting to change. It's, it's, a, it's a beautiful scene. 
And what's the what's the workout look like for your guys now? Are they in like structured workouts like preseason or do you well, just let them- just getting into that? So, you know, most of it's most of it up till now has been lifting um, runs, a little bit of technique, mostly individual work. Um, this this actually this afternoon will be our first structured wrestling workout um, um, after we had a lift this morning. And then this afternoon we'll have our first first workout together, um, you know, as a team going through the same type of drills and that type of stuff. So. Looking, nice. looking, looking forward to that. Um, like I said, last group of recruits coming through this, this weekend and um, then really start, start to buckle down. Awesome, man. Well, it's going to be fun to watch this year. Really appreciate you coming on the podcast and I just can't wait for you guys to schedule. I mean, like I said, Ohio state, November 11th, Missouri, December 11th, then Cornell's coming in. So you guys are not scared of competition and it's going to be awesome. We should nothing but the best this, this uh, season coach. Thanks again for coming on. Ryan, appreciate it, man. This hour, this hour flew by. I appreciate, you know, yeah. all the, all your time. Yeah, no problem, man. Take care. All right, bud. And that's the end of this episode of Wrestling Changed My Life. Thank you to our sponsor, Spartan Combat. For all past episodes, go to WrestlingChangeMyLife.com.